Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Dustin Miller from PPC Pros. He says... What's the biggest operational challenges that make it difficult to grow your business and how to plan for them ahead of time? Don't have kids. <laughs> Focus on that money, baby. Don't have children. Oh, man. Um, God, supply chain. Like, without a fucking doubt. You know what I mean? Like, we just talked to to Southern Sea Star CEO. And, and he's like, we wanted to get a rebuild kit and it took him two months. Like, yeah, supply chain. Like if you, if you, like getting jet skis, you know what I mean? Like Ben Merrill from Power Up, like he was like, hey, I'm just driving around the country buying jet ski because Yamaha can't fulfill our orders. Uh, we talked to Corinthian. They're like, yeah, we're two years out from buying boats. Uh, inflation, everything's going through the roof. So like, Right now, I think it's like trying to maintain like like the rest of the country. We've had an incredible growth cycle and now we're about to probably go into a recession. And uh, these are very these are not just unique to our industry, but impact it, if not like just as bad, if not more than I mean, my God, (laughs) you can't get like a you can't get a, a low pressure fuel pump for your for your boat and. You know what yeah. I mean? A little hundred dollar part, you know, stops you, stops, could keep your boat down for, could keep your boat down for, for days. So, I mean, we talked about this at great length last year. So I would say supply chain. For I sure. got a question for you. Um, so one of the things I was going to mention was your lease and we, and, you know, we mm-hmm. talked about it on the last podcast. Um, I think a lot of operators get screwed over by uh, their landlords because they are thinking they're just so eager to get in there and start operating. And then once they start building this big business, they're like, Oh shit, you know, my lease is up or they're going to take over, you know, the landlord took over and put his own business in there. Like not preparing for that could be very detrimental, especially if you're in a high concentrated area uh, where there's not a lot of uh, slips available. So my question for you is, would you, go into a new uh, lease when you just start your business? Would you go for a very long lease if like if you had the opportunity or would you do something smaller? I mean, I would, I I would because, because, because I'm a a fucking operator, which means like, you know, like you, you, for the most part, and there's not a lot of us out there, but in the, there's a handful of us that you you put you like put me on it on water and I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like I I do I could do a pirate ship, I could do a snorkel, I could do parasailing, I could do boat rentals, I could do jet skis. Like you know, and not to say and that's not like ego speaking. That's just like I've been in this industry for a long time. I've been around all of this shit, and it's not like I just slept a couple boats in the water and decided to go for it. So the thing is, is like if I had to pivot. And I have multiple fucking times I could, you know, Mm -hmm. so now where that becomes challenging is, is if like, you know, you're building your business to scale. Like there's a lot of times I'm like, shit, man, I don't want this to get top heavy on one side or the other, but 
market condition just, you know, made it profitable for me to, yeah. to continue to grow our boat rentals out. But, you know, to that, to that point, it's like, I would always take a long-term lease because it's like, it's on the water. It's what I do. It's what I know. You know, it's like, these are like locations, everything. But if you're like in a, let's just say like a restaurant district in Manhattan, you know, and you're just a, a great restaurant tour and you have this space, like you might, that, that space might, you might change your menu up, but you know, like, you know, we always talk to like Emerald Lagasse, yeah. you can cook, you know what I mean? So I, I know I can cook, like, you know, can I, I could change things up, you know? I would. So if, if I was getting in, I mean, first of all, if you're not getting in for the right reasons, then you shouldn't even sign a lease regardless. You know, you're just not, if, but if you're going into this and you're well prepared, definitely want to get the highest lease you can get five, 10 years, whatever they're going to give you go for the highest amount. And I'll tell you why. First, I would put a provision in there. If you can, some landlords will do this. Some not that you can sub it out uh, because worst case scenario, let's say that, you know, your boat just gets totaled um, and you're losing the whole summer. If you can at least sub it out, you know, you could make back that, that money, but more importantly, your business, let's say you, you, for in three years, you crush it and this, this business is doing great and you want to get acquired. Well, if you had a 10 year lease, you have seven years on it. Like that's attractive to somebody. You're, you build yeah. more equity into your business by having more years on your lease. And if you're in a really popular area, especially like Destin or Fort Walton, you will have people lining up to take that lease from you. So, and, and if you have a good relationship with your landlord, they might even let you break the lease because they could probably charge, if you've been in there for three, four years, they want you to leave so they can get the next guy in there at two, $300 more a month. So it's, it's very advantageous. There's, there's a lot more reasons to have a longer lease than a shorter le lease, but don't go into it thinking like, I'm only going to run this for two years. Like you have to have the mentality of going into it that you're going to run it for 10 years. But I see so many operators make that mistake by not getting that long lease. And then they lose equity in their business. Their landlord does stupid shit like, you know, open up. Man, a, I want to know where yeah. all these operators who are, who are giving up these long leases, man. I want to I want to go, go talk to them, man. Because you might I not even get, the there's some part. there's some areas you're not going to get it. Like they might give you a two three years at, at tops, and if they tell you that and they say, well, why only two years? You know, they better have a pretty damn good explanation for it. Because I'll tell you what they're going to be do in two years. They're going to open up competitive business right next to you, and and then that's that's the end of it. Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick break and talk about our sponsors for the month, AMP Agency. AMP is a full-service digital marketing agency that specializes in tour, rental, and destination marketing. We would not have sponsors on the show if we could not vouch for them ourselves. AMP Agency does a bunch of stuff for Destiny Water Adventures personally. I 100% vouch for this guy. I've, I've handed them over to other companies in the past before they officially became a sponsor, and they have had nothing but great things to say. If you guys are doing your own marketing and doing a piss poor job of it, do yourselves a favor, hand yourselves over to AMP Agency, specifically Steve Edwards, their CEO, will call you personally and have a great conversation with, with you about what you guys need to do for your marketing. Listen guys, they do 
pretty much everything in digital marketing. Website development, maintenance, Google AdWords, PPC, graphic design, social media management, SEO, and a myriad of other things. When you choose a marketing company, it's so important to choose a company that knows your industry. And AMP Agency knows activity marketing especially water sports and tours. They got a promo going for Awkward Water Sport Guy listeners for their, their managed websites. Use promo code Awkward Podcast when you go to amp.agency. Again, that's amp.agency, promo code Awkward Podcast. You get three months free and get started with AMP Agency. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. I think I think it's difficult here. A lot of people, like when you're looking at, like especially the boat rentals, uh, I, and I think that's where I think that's where some landlords get a little. They don't get me wrong. There's some that fucking want your business. I know a little something about that. And then there's <laughs> you know there's uh, there's some that just don't want it. Look, I I know a buddy of mine was like you know when when we got evicted and he got evicted too. He was going everywhere, and they just didn't want to have anything to do with it. They're like, look, man, I'm I'm in the business of having a restaurant and having a nice dock, and people can bring their boats up and come eat. And then like you guys, the shenanigans that you know that a lot of boat renters. You know, I don't know if like you're a boat renter, like listening to this, but if you're an <laughs> asshole and goes out there and get drunk, I mean, my God, man, like sometimes I just, I can't even believe some of the calls that I get from my staff where they're like, oh, we had to call the police because a dude punched his wife on the boat. I'm just like, what kind of fucking like white trash scumbaggery? They had to go to like this Disney World deal with this. And they're like, yeah, man, you know, like, fucking socked his wife right in the face standing in line for it's a small world after all you know like my god my kids are fucking annoying but but so there's just like the boats have this reputation because of the buis that happen and that's not just renter that boat ownership too but you see all these boat fails captains there's another yeah. one i can't remember what's called but there's all these different boat fails and it's usually from people who don't know what they're doing and people who are drinking. So we, the, the livery industry does have a reputation where some, they're just like, you know, Hey, we might try this out for a year. The money sounds great. But next thing you know, you have trash in your parking lot. Like, are you adding, are you adding value? So, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's always going to be a, a, that'll always be a challenge. That's not unique to right now, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can get a long-term lease, absolutely. But there, there, there's a reason they're few and far between, and they're so hard to get. And, and it's not just the Florida market; it's you know, it's it's everywhere. Yeah. So we opened me and Sean Sean Walsh and has a uh, and myself and, and I haven't like you know like we've been had so much going on, and then I have a, like a lot of personal stuff going on. But you know, we opened up a business with Sean in um in Texas. And even Texas, it's like really, really hard to find slip space. And he's like, yeah, man, it's like all over Galveston. You know, there's just, you know, I don't know if just people don't want to deal with it or they just don't want it or or what the reliability, you know, yeah. it's like it, we are very li- liable. So if you think of it from like a landowner's point of view, like if you have this waterfront property and you have a business on it, that's, that's already doing well. Like, is it going to be worth the headache? you know, depending on the market. Cause a lot of times people don't even know what they have. Like when I first came into Fort Walton, you know, they were like, Oh yeah, it's like 300 bucks a month or something like that. It was stupid cheap. And then, you know, when somebody did realize like, Oh, look at this guy's making money. Like every year is like, Oh, the rent, like the rent doubling, the rent doubling, the rent doubling, the rent doubling. And, um, 
you know, that that's God, always a challenge as well. When we leased for our uh, jet ski business in Orange Beach, the owner never rented to a jet ski rental operation. And after the first year, he had so many complaints from other tenants. Um, you know, we ran it well, but it's just, you know, it's a really tight marina. And, you know, it, some of the, the people were running into the sailboats. There's actually, it actually was like a residential marina. People were living on their boats. And he's like, listen, I'm going to keep you. He, we were, we were, we are the only um, jet ski rental company at the marina. He's like, we're going to keep you because you pay on time. You have good people. You have good equipment. And it's worth the occasional headache that I have with my long-term tenants. And plus we bought a shitload of fuel. So that, that made it worth it, but he would not rent to other rental companies because it, not, not that he, there wasn't anything in the lease that said that he couldn't, but he just wouldn't because it's, it was a yeah. headache. And I was very fortunate when I sold the business, my lease was up. I was very, very fortunate that he was, he renewed a new person bought it which if that th- didn't happen and my business wouldn't have sold. Um, and he was able to get a, a five-year. The new, new owner came in. We helped negotiate a five-year. And now if, if it wasn't for that, the business wouldn't have sold. It, basically, the lease held up the entire sale. That's why I think yeah. it's one of the biggest challenges because people go into it. They just get excited and they want to start. And they're like, they're fine with a year or two years. But if you are running it right, you're going to regret it because when that two years is up, you know, who knows, you know, they might decide they don't like you in there anymore. Now you're, you're having to make a decision. It's, but if it's five years, at least it's, he's stuck with you for five years. I tried everything I could, man, buying boats from the motherfuckers, giving them freaking free rentals, man. I was over there cooking them breakfast and shit. I'm like, come on, man, let me get more than a one year lease. And I'm like, no, we can't. No, sorry. It'll just be only year to year. I'm like, oh shit. I know why. <laughs> I want to do what I do. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. yeah, man. You should start a podcast too, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, Greg, that's yeah. going to happen. If I ever sell, if I ever sell Destiny Water Adventures, like you're going to get a new podcast partner. You're going to get some like guy named like fucking Skip or Larry or some shit. He's like, oh, I'm, Kevin said I would get my own podcast. But wait a minute. What did, he, what did <laughs> he that sell pod- for? He threw the podcast. $11. $11 in a pizza. <laughs> Uh, well, we got one one more uh, quick one here uh, from Kevin Novis. Looks like a co-op. Yeah, talking about so insurance premiums, possible co-op alternative. So I kind of like the idea of forming a co-op on the insurance premiums. I don't know how to do it, but you know we have enough people in our community now <laughs> that we probably could. Let's just start an insurance company, Greg. Because like. Those those guys those guys are the ones that those are your un like your the unknown business partners that really kill like when they're like yeah it'll be like twelve percent of gross and I'll be like oh I didn't realize I had a fucking new business partner Admiral Insurance like it's a, <laughs> so great to have you aboard uh, are you gonna do this oil change or no 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 we're just gonna take a big old chunk of your fucking bottom line and then if anything happens we won't pay it and we'll fucking hang you out to dry. Yeah, what do you? What are your this thoughts? Is, on this is this is what happened. I was I was I was a fucking like a happy go lucky like knocking on doors in two thousand eight. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. I was a fucking Johnny the liberal. God damn! Until I met insurance and taxes and local government, I was like, oh my god, what am 
what am I doing here? I'm like running for the fucking hills, man. No, insurance is the devil. I hate them as much as I hate the goddamn government. If you only like, get me angry about two things, like get me started on government and insurance, like, you know, the co-op thing, it's a nice dream. You know, if we all got all together and we pitched in 20 or $25,000, but then it's like the same thing. You know what I mean? Like somebody comes in and like, you know, like how many guys are me? You know, how many guys are Kevin? How many guys are Jason? How many guys are Brian or James or whoever? You know what I mean? Because you're not going to come up to me and go like, you know, well, yeah, man, like I'm going to be paying 20 grand. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not doing I'm not doing free ride jet skis. And next thing you know, I see one of your guys five feet off my dock fucking doing 100 miles an hour flat out. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to be in this co-op with you anymore because, you know, whatever. So, I mean, like what kind of due diligence, you know, so it's like, yeah, we hate the insurance company. But, you know, at the same point in time, like, God damn, man, if they saw like half the shit that was going on with some of their insured, they'd probably cancel them right then and there. So, and then you know, how much money people sue for. And I have no idea, man, like co-op, all that sort of stuff. Like, I think in theory, it seems like a great idea, but at the same point in time, I just would, if I was going to get into the insurance business, I would just get in the insurance business, you know, like I got too much other shit I got to worry about for making sure people are paying their co-op dues and, you know, going out there and making sure they're not fucking idiots. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break and talk about our sponsor, Boatest 101. Boatest 101 is FWC and NASBA accredited online provider of both temporary certificate and full card. Yeah, guys, if you can't tell, Greg takes it super seriously. Have you been taking voice lessons, man? You sound so pro, dude. <laughs> so yeah, Destiny Water Adventures uses Boatest 101. When somebody shows up super late and they go, hey, we're just on time for their tour, or their jet ski or their boat. And they're like, we have to take a boat test. And then we have to break out the paper paper and they have to sit there for 30 minutes they miss half their time they get late you get bad reviews when you guys can just sms text them a link email them to your boat test 101 affiliate link they take the test online on their way there they don't have to sit out in the hot sun they take the test on their way or before they get there they email you their id and their boat test they're good to go right when they walk up to the door they sign your paperwork and on the water they go it's easy breezy they pay an industry leading commission of 30 percent and their boating tests are a dollar cheaper than the competitors at $8.99 a test. No contract to you and there's no cost. So you can get started right away and start making some money and providing a better experience for your guests. BoatTest101.com. Again, BoatTest101.com and tell them that the AWG guys sent you. That's right. Take your boating test as serious as Greg took this commercial and get your asses over to BoatTest101.com and sign up today. All right, let's get back to the show. So I got a question about insurance. What do you think is the single most important thing to prevent that helps prevent incidents prior to actually getting on the boat? Like what are the most significant things that operators do to prevent incidents before they get on the, in the water? You know, and I'm talking like uh, the the education component or maybe some procedures that operators do. And when I ask this question is, if there was a new system that operators had to follow, not just orientation or training, but a specific system that had that can be tested and can be proven to reduce injuries and incidents that can be deployed, you know, at, at 
all water sport locations because just to go form a co-op and say, hey, we're going to get together and form a co-op and save on insurance rates, but go a step above that and say, you know, we're going to create an entirely new procedure that it has proven to reduce incidents from doing X, Y, Z prior to them getting on the water because we can't control when they're on the boat. You know, they're, they're on their own, but we can't control everything before that. So I know that like with parasailing, I, I, they, they get a, if they go to that uh, parasailing symposium, don't they get like a reduced rate on their insurance or something? I don't, I don't know. I, I Well, for a while they used to have um, like, what, if you were a first flight approved captain, you had to have like 500 flights underneath your belt. Because the thing was, is back in the day, there was no like parasail captain. All you, you just had to have your ticket. There was no yeah. like parasail school or anything like that, you know, because it's just, it, it's like tubing school or something like that. You know, I know every fucking parasail captain's a gas right now. <gasps> what? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, it's just like, these are a bunch of guys in the eighties who were like drinking beers and shit, man. You know what so, I mean? So like, what, what if that there was almost like, if you have the credentials um, and I, they might actually, insurance companies might give insurance breaks to, to, customers that had no incidents for a while do they do that no Fuck no man no. I, I don't know it's God, been it's been a while no. since i had a bit but i but i'm just like let's say that people who attend like our water sport conference people that uh you know have I like that idea people that have our prices <laughs> people that have like a um, 500 bucks to get it to reduce rate for fucking insurance I'd do yeah that shit. um you know basically just have lists of things that operators can do. And I mean, they can't just like do it half ass, but actually like get involved with the, you know, the process. Like you got John Stevens who was appointed by, you know, the governor on the Florida Boating Safety Council, like seeing more, you know, involvement from the industry that insurance companies can say, okay, well, you know, if, if these guys get more involved, they're going to conferences, they're going to roundtables, they're learning, um, you know, they're tr- trying to make, their business as safe as possible, like going above and beyond, putting more workflows into the customer uh, booking process. Now with technology, we can do some pretty cool things and we can track uh, their skis. I honestly think that any business that puts like trackers or even like, uh, like John, I love John's system where if they, when, if they're in a no wake zone and they're going more than uh, was it seven miles an hour, whatever the no wake is, it beeps at them. Like those are legitimate yeah. things that are going to, you know, prevent incidents. Like those things should reduce insurance rates. Like how do we get more of that? Well, I, I so it's like, I mean, it just depends. Like you, like first, like every, like there's, you know, well, what it, how, how are you going to like vet your, how are you going to vet a parasail captain versus how are you going to vet a, a dolphin captain, the, the characteristics of the, the waterways that they're on, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think, I, I think that the, the problem that it poses is that because every, every, like, because this is like a group thing, right? So it's like, there couldn't be a further water sport away from renting a fucking boat, right? Like I rent a yeah. boat to somebody. I'm like, I'm a water sport operator. Right. But like a parasail guy. And I was always, I love to use parasail ones because I did it for years, but it is the most, to me, the most extreme water sport minus like maybe like hydro flight 
mm-hmm. and, and 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 jet skis, but where you're in control of something. You know, a hydroflight customer is in control. Jet ski customer is in control. There's only so much that you can truly do before you know there's the there's only so much that you can do as an operator where you're giving people somebody a piece of equipment and you're like fucking here you go man like have fun there's only so many times you can tell them there's only so many lookouts you can have there's only so much shit you can actually do where you have to this like there's got to be common sense on the part of the of the operator so like one of the things that that we do is that we like make shit like crystalline clear with people like look man like we're going to go over everything we're going to do everything but ultimately you are responsible and so it starts at me it goes down to my manager it goes down down to my dock hand because i'm giving equipment away so it doesn't matter if it's hydro flight jet skis boat rentals kayaks stand up paddle boards and then you have the other side of the industry which is captain led you know, but mm-hmm. what it really all comes down to is education. And are you educating your staff? So like my stuff can be the, we could like be on top of everything, all of our weapons, whether it's like, man, yeah. like we even, we talked about doing like logs, like, like a captain's log for our customers where we're like, we're putting the log, everything down in the log book for them. Like what was today's conditions? What do the waters look like? I have a business idea. You and I need to start. All right. All right. We we'll should talk do about so, the okay. mics are off or something. Someone forcing a skill <laughs> Um, yeah, we're fucking the that. neighbors, brothers listening to this podcast. No, we're we're gonna save it for off <laughs> podcast because it's so it's so good, and I, and I want people to listen in next week when we actually, you know, or maybe weeks. But if we if it's really good, then we can talk about it on the show. But I'm gonna save it. But I have, I have a really good business idea for us. Let's As go, SaaS, man. Does it SaaS, involve me not business. like staring? At- I, I'm in. So it's in. It's a SaaS business. Take my okay. Money. I want. Right. I want services and software. On that. <laughs> on that note, we're 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 finished with our two part series. I'm we're stretching. Right, these were great questions. We appreciate everyone that uh, participated. And so, uh, yeah, we got um, our our mid bird pricing too on the water sport conference. <laughs> mid bird pricing. I'm going to let me do the naming of whatever our service as a software is, by the way, man. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Midbird. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, seeing everybody at the conference of September 26th and 27th. It's going to be awesome. Probably heard us talk about it a hundred times already, but we're going to just talk about it one more time. So anyways, thanks for listening. And as always, keep it awkward. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Water Sport and Boat Tour Operators, to continue the conversation. See you next time.